This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. I wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, November 4th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Look like you're feeling better. Look like you're sounding better. How you doing overall? I look like I'm sounding better. <laughs> well, I know that you're sounding better, you but uh... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm still, you know, still it's the recovering process, which sucks. So uh, yeah, I feel a little bit better today. Um, about the same as yesterday. Probably not as melty and spacey, but uh, <laughs> that's you know, always good. Nonetheless, uh, the only thing you got to deal with today is the jackhammering. So I apologize on my end today. You guys will probably hear. Jackhammers and all kinds of crap on the outside. There yeah, sounds like there's a truck backing up right now. You know, yeah, it's... they're doing they're doing some construction outside. So it's the joys of live Yay. radio. You know. Yep. And there based... you go. So what happens when you do it? Uh, not in a real studio, but you just do it in your <laughs> do it in your office at home. So in your uh, nerd cave. Yeah, in the nerd cave. It's not really a cave if uh, you do a construction outside. Exactly. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, other than that, good, good stuff. Ready for another fun day. Right on. Yeah, we've got you know a fun show lined up. Obviously, uh, you know a lot of what we're doing today is sort of based around the elections, which were yesterday. There's still no determined winner, so it's uh, like I said, it's a crazy, crazy world, and we're smack dab in the middle of the craziness. So uh, you know what? Mm -hmm. Hopefully, we provide that little dose of levity that uh, help get you guys past just the craziness that's happening right now. So. Without further ado, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host. Tony, do you ever take your unwanted items and either donate them to Goodwill, to charity, give them away on Craigslist, anything along those lines? Yeah. Um, Every time uh, I go through either my closet, I'll go like once a year, I'll go through it. Um, Or around uh, moving time. Moving time's a good time to purge stuff, things you don't want no more. So yeah. Um, I usually take it to a Goodwill or, or some type of uh, thrift store donation. Um, and you don't get a whole lot back in taxes, but that's okay. As long as somebody else, you know, goes to the community and it helps somebody else. It's it's kind of the old adage, you know, one man's junk is another man's treasure kind of thing. So, yeah, happy to do that. Now, has there ever been an item that... Um you've Mm. mistakenly given away either just you know you didn't realize or it's something that maybe you shouldn't have 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely have done that. Uh, when I was married, um, sh uh, my ex had a bunch of Barbies and stuff. Now, I didn't give away the Barbies, obviously, you know, that we saved in case we had a daughter. But there was this creepy Michael Jackson doll, okay? It's in a box, pristine. It was from Thriller, had the little glove um, and all that. It was from the Thriller album. And uh, I was just like, what the hell are you going to do with this Michael Jackson doll? It's creepy. You know, he's a creeper, you know. <laughs> and she's like, hey, you can get rid of it. So we so we got rid of it. Well, he died, uh, he died a week later. And that doll that we thought was creepy that we gave away went from what was worthless to us. Like, we didn't want the damn thing. Right. The thing ended up going online once he died. Uh, for the tune of fifteen hundred to two grand no. on eBay, yeah, we gave it away to Goodwill. <laughs> so that would be my biggest regret giving away would be her Michael Jackson doll. We could have totally uh, paid a mortgage payment with that. Uh, did or you go put it in savings? We could went to a nice dinner. Yeah. Did you run down to Goodwill to see if they had put it on the shelf? Oh yeah, 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 man. We we hustled back to try to go get it, you know, but it's gone. Long gone. So wasn't in a case, don't know, don't know what happened to it, but yep, gave away a, uh, gave away quite a pricey little artifact. Had no idea he was gonna die a week later. But, right, uh, I mean, nobody yeah, did. Yeah, that, so yeah, so that has happened. <laughs> well, you kick yourself obviously because of the value. Well, this lady's kicking herself because of maybe the embarrassment. So giving away unwanted items is a great way to cut down on waste and prevent perfectly good clothes, toys, and other household items from ending up in a landfill but perhaps there are some things that we shouldn't be recycling. Members of Facebook group that enable people in Southeast London to advertise their unwanted stuff noticed something slightly suspicious in a bag of unwanted items. Nestling among some old towels and pair of old leggings was a somewhat intimate item that most people would think twice about reusing. Rachel who posted the photo, <laughs> exactly, and stressed <laughs> that the bright pink object was absolutely not hers, said she believed it was a suction pump. Sure. But plenty of other commenters weren't quite so diplomatic. Uh, Syed Shazib Riley commented, someone's found a boyfriend and so didn't need the sex toy anymore. Ashlea Searle wondered if her sister George, George Ray, wow, might want to take the opportunity to scoop up the little plastic friend given the lockdown 2.0 was approaching. Plenty of other people took the opportunity to have much-needed laughs. Lauren Elizabeth Haran quipped, I've got one of those. It's not my favorite, but it's right up there. So just just be careful what you advertise for sale, what you give away, because uh, it might be a <laughs> little more intimate than uh, than what you think. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We all laugh, but, you know, you know it exists. You know, most girls, they, they have those, and uh, it's cool. Yeah, it is cool, yeah. but it is embarrassing, you know, because that's kind of it's kind of your secret. You don't want people to know that stuff. So right. if you donate and, uh, <laughs> and, and you know, and no amount of cleaning would still make no, a no, secondhand one of those. Trash. Oh yeah, yeah. No, would never make trash. that worth it. So it's like getting a pair of dirty chones. Like you know, like I wouldn't donate no underwear. You know, right. it didn't matter how little I've worn it or not worn it. You know it. You just don't donate that stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I know she didn't do it on purpose, but uh, yeah, little baby Yoda was uh, 
little happy to get out of the egg, I guess, huh? <laughs> exactly. Well, folks, we have a wonderful show lined up for you today. It is a Wednesday. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? Hump Day! Yeah! <laughs> On today's show, we have Words Are Hard. It's Wednesday. It's Words Are Hard Wednesdays. We have a segment called F It, I'm Out. Our call-in topic today is when is it okay to start decorating for Christmas? We have a segment called Be Prepared. We end up the show with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, November 4th. Now we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe way you maybe you gave away your um, vibrator accidentally to Goodwill, or uh, just threw it out, and somebody stumbled across it, and you want to let us know. Well, you can do that through the Phoenix line. That number is eight five five Phoenix Radio. That's eight five five F E N I X R D O, or eight five five three three six four nine seven three. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, Phoenix fans. It is Wednesday, November 4th. Yep, it is. It is, it is our six-month yes. anniversary. Woo! Six months on two different networks now. Well, we've been on two different networks. But nonetheless, Filippo Fast Five. As of right now, no one has won the election. Uh, currently, Joe Biden at 238 to Trump's 213. And what a weird world we live in. Normally, you you know who wins on election night, but uh, it's uh, 2020, right? And it sounds like it's going to be an ongoing battle for maybe months to come. So. Yes. Well, you know who has who's not going to win, but at least somebody voted for him, Mr. <laughs> Kanye West. Wrote himself in for president as wife Kim Kardashian keeps her vote to herself. Today, I'm voting for the first time in my life for the president of the United States and for, for someone I truly trust. Me. Kanye didn't win? No. Oh. Disappointed! I mean, it, is, it, is, it is 2020 unless he comes out of nowhere and gets... I, I don't see how. Stranger things could happen. This is this is true. So, but uh, yeah, I just thought that was funny. That quote. Uh, I'm voting for someone I truly trust. That's me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> and you He's thought there an couldn't be a bigger egomaniac trying to uh, no. run for the presidency, but me, I could run the country. Me. <laughs> yeah, sure you can, buddy. Sure you can. I sh- I could too. Wink, nod, nod. Nikki McKibben, uh, she was on uh, American Idol season one. She competed against Kelly Clarkson and Justin Guarini, who was also Little Sweet. It's the sweet one. <laughs> <laughs> she died at 42. So oh, no. I, I, made, I made the story fun. 
And then I brought and it you down. Brought to us down. Fatality. Yeah, Staying down in Grimtown, John Elway, the Denver Broncos GM and legendary quarterback, has tested positive for COVID nineteen. Which where's that little button? I should have had it handy there. Uh, here you go. Coronavirus. Yeah. Coronavirus. He has minor symptoms. It won't stop him from doing his day to day as they do things from their own personal office. Anyways, they don't interact. So. Get well soon, John. I figure those giant chompers were just act, acting, acting. Boy, words are hard today. Acting as a mask. And... <laughs> Everybody wants to come play for the Denver Broncos. He's got big Let me tell you something this time. Oh, I'm making fun. You just, I, I, I obviously, I don't know if you can see, like on the shelf, that's the John Elway. I, I got John Elway stuff. I, I like Elway, but he does have some big chompers. We're fans, but yeah. Uh, Castle Rock, uh, not the city you live in, but the TV show. We just talked about it just not too long ago, but it's canceled by Hulu after two seasons. So uh, if you were into that Stephen King uh, miniseries, unfortunately, it has ended. So, wah, so wah. sad. Let's end on a high note, though, on the Filippo Fast Five. It's all been doom and gloom. Yeah. Judge, Judge Judy's new courtroom series lands at Amazon's imdb tv which means it's free so if you like judge judy she still looks exactly the same as she did when we we're kids and she still screams at people <laughs> so if you're into that awesome afternoon trash tv hey did you know that she is one of the highest paid entertainers in the world i did not know that she is it wouldn't surprise me but it's probably why they're putting her on tv for free yeah <laughs> like oh we're gonna pay you well, we're going to air your show for free. I don't, I, maybe it's just the streams they get will pay for it or advertise. Yeah, or exactly. So, yeah. hi, yeah, yeah. All right. So we, we always talk about movies here on, uh, on the entertainment report. I usually bring up like AMC and they're drowning and they need your help. And we play the Sarah McLaughlin music and all that <laughs> crap. Okay. We don't do that part, but um, one of the studios is actually making a lot of money and they're doing it in a unique way that I don't think a lot of other studios are doing. Um, to, uh, Paramount Pictures, which obviously is one of the bigger movie studios and they put out a lot of great flicks too. Um, they're not experiencing uh, a loss for 2020. They're actually making money. In fact, uh, they're having a lucrative box office year without having the box office. The studio had A Quiet Place Part 2 ready to scare up in March. They had the Tom Cruise sequel Top Gun Maverick ready to roll, which I'm disappointed didn't come out this year. Me too. Um, and they had all these things ready to roll. Well, they changed their strategy due to the pandemic, and obviously they pushed these high-profile releases back to 2021, much like everybody else pushed theirs back. Um, Paramount Pictures had to rethink their strategy, and it actually worked well for them. Um, According to the wrap, the studio earned $450 million so far from quarter one releases, and it's because they've been selling their titles to streaming companies. Uh, the studio, as of this writing, has offloaded at least five of its films to streamers. They include Oscar bait like Aaron Sorkin's The Trial of the Chicago 7, sold for $56 million to Netflix, and standard rom-com uh, uh, that Isa Ray and Kumal... Najini, the lovebirds that was out earlier this year, they pushed to Netflix. I butchered his name too, right? Kumail Nanjiani. Kumali. How do you say his name? Kumail. 
Kumail? Yeah. Like, Kumail. Like the you've, is Kumail. You've got Kumail. Kumail. Okay, well, Kumail and their, their movie, The Lovebirds, that was sold to Netflix for 20 to 30 million. So that was two movies that made a lot of money for um, Paramount. And of course, we talked about this yesterday. Uh, Eddie Murphy's coming to America. Um, so unoriginal for the title there. Uh, it's um, it was sold to Amazon for 125 million. Um, they've also sold off other pictures: a Ryan Reynolds, Sean Levy adventure film yet to shoot, and a Jack Ryan spinoff without remorse, starring Michael B. Jordan. So um, <clears throat> they were able to make a ton of change doing that. Not to mention that before the theaters went down to Poop Town. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, oh Sonic, the little adventures you'll do, uh, made 146 million for uh, Paramount, so that was a big hit. Um, like a Boss made 22.2 million, and the Rhythm Section made 5.4. Well, that's nothing fancy. Everything has been up for Paramount, so very smart on their part to sell off properties to stay afloat. So yeah, and I sort of saw, you know. Uh, Theaters are awesome for the big blockbuster movies or the big event movies, you know, horror movies where you sit with a bunch of other people or, or the big funny comedies with a bunch of other people. But the dramas, the smaller movies, the independents, those going to the streaming services is brilliant because people really aren't turning out to the theaters to see those. They'd rather see those in the intimate settings of their own home. And uh, you know what? I, I think they found the right formula to... Yeah, Proof is in the pudding. You know, they're making money. Yeah, which is good. Speaking of hoping to make money, everyone knows that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have had their share of adventures up on the big screen, though many will attest that Steve Barron's 1990 original feature is the best of the bunch. It is, but it doesn't hold up super well. No. <laughs> oh, sure, you could argue that Secret of the Ooze had more personality. I, I really like Secret of the Ooze. I do too. But there's, but there's no denying that the first film remains gritty in uh, imaginary slice of pop culture pie, pizza pie that is, <laughs> with the original's 30th anniversary getting ready to place the Fab Four back in the spotlight. It's only natural that some of the talents behind the film would emerge from the depths to drop new comments about the iconic live action gem, including 1990s Bobby Herbeck. Uh, he was a producer. He wants to launch a follow-up or a reboot to the 90 re 1990 release. Um, he said that he has a big idea and he has a lot of fans to back it. Um, we're trying to make it happen. We wanna do a reboot. We've got the fans that come to us all the time on Instagram. They're like, why don't you guys do a reboot of the first film? We'd love to do it. Truth is the property it's established now after 30 years as a part of our modern pop culture, it's not going away. It's going to continue to grow. I do wish that we could go back. I mean, we've talked to Steve Barron about this and Brian Henson, if there's an opportunity to do a reboot. So um, it's all in talks. They're trying to get it off the ground. Um, we do know that uh, a CGI reboot is coming from Seth Rogen's Point Grey Pictures in 2021. So I don't know. You want to see a rebooted uh, Jim Henson version of uh, 
Maybe Turtles. maybe not a reboot, but uh, I mentioned yesterday that uh, you know I took the boys to the movies over the weekend, and uh, they are bringing back that 1990 original to the flashback cinemas that they do uh, for the 30th anniversary. So they typically do like a little behind-the-scenes thing beforehand, then you get to see the movie. So if you enjoy that movie and you want to see it on the big screen again, uh, just check your local uh, Cinemark theaters. I think they're going to carry it. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it will be back in theaters one way or another. Yeah, so that's pretty awesome. And speaking of awesome, that was really long. I had those two stories. I didn't think ate so much time, but they ate up the entertainment segment. That's so okay. That's it for entertainment. We'll roll on to the birthdays. See you for another day. Oh, today is Puff Daddy's birthday. P Diddy, he's fifty-one. Uh. Ralph Macchio, a.k.a. Daniel LaRusso, is 59, but he doesn't look 59, so he's aged quite well for for being that old. He's older than my dad, and he looks younger than my dad. That's weird to me. (laughs) Daniel's son is, he's younger, he's older than my dad. That is strange. Yeah, mind blown, sorry. 51, all right, all right, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, Simon uh, from Walking Dead, a.k.a. Stephen Ogg, is 47, and he looks old. Uh, I'm so mean. Des Bryant, uh, newest uh, Baltimore Raven receiver, is 32. Kathy Griffin is Chris's favorite actress, uh, comedian, <laughs> 60. No. That's not true. I doubt that tremendously. And Jeff Probst of uh, Castaway, right? Or Survivor. Survivor. Castaway. <laughs> Survivor. Castaway, well Survivor. I don't know. He's 58. Those are everybody's birthdays that I could go through today. So happy birthday. That's your entertainment news. We'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Folks, that does do it for the entertainment report. When we come back, it is Wednesday, and that means words are hard. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, November 4th. Now, while we are all over social media, with many of you watching us right now on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, even though Facebook is still being a little weird, uh, we were hoping that would be done after the elections, but... uh, Nonetheless, it it, uh, still persists. Regardless, you can reach us on social media. You can reach me at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R. Or on Instagram at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony is available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.Sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony.Sanfilippo81. Now, being that it is Wednesday and something that uh, we often say, and especially over the last couple days as we're sort of getting back into the groove of things, words are hard. Oh, damn. So wanted today to go over some common phrases that most people tend to use incorrectly. Tony, I'm going to give you two different versions of the phrases, and you tell me which one is correct, okay? Okay. All right, so first up is, is it I could care less or I couldn't care less? 
Uh, I couldn't care less. I don't know. That is correct. Yeah, so the phrase, I could care less, indicates that I still have care left to give. Would you like some? I couldn't care less says, it's impossible, impossible for me to care less about this because I have no more care to give. So, uh, Tony, you nailed it. All right. Another common phrase that people often mistake. How about, uh, I made a complete 180 degree change in my life, or I made a complete 360 degree change in my life. No, you made a complete 360. Ooh. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, because uh, then you just end up back where you were. If you do a 360. Exactly. If you do a 180, you've, you have turned the curve. You've, you've went the other way. You've completely right. changed direction. Yeah. 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 The other way, you just ended up right back where you were. It just goes to show that words are hard. Son of a Here's one that is very often confused. Is it for all intents and purposes or for all intents and purposes? The second one. You are correct. Yes. Uh, a lot of people say for all intensive purposes. So you may feel very strongly and intense about your purpose, but that doesn't make the phrase correct. Whereas for all intents and purposes, the correct phrase means that you are covering all possibilities and circumstances. So, uh, Yep. All right. Uh, moving on with uh, our words are hard and common phrases that are missaid. Do you do something on accident or do you so- do something by accident? Uh, you do something. Oh, I always hear the phrase you do it on accident, but you're doing it by doing something accidentally. So by accident. Is that your final answer? Yeah, it's going to be a buzz. No, it's a correct oh. one. Yeah, so uh, on accident, you can do something on purpose, but not on accident. The correct usage is by accident. Prepositions are a killer. And, uh, of course, in structural English, you never end a sentence with a preposition. But, uh, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation for words are hard. Which we are doing today. You know, it's Wednesday. Words are hard. Shut up, the deep, the deep, the deep, the <laughs> All right, Tony, say, uh, say you're like Will Ferrell and you're going streaking. Are you butt naked or are you buck naked? You're butt naked, B-U-T-T. What the hell's buck naked? Well, I've heard it. Well, butt naked definitely makes more sense. The phrase actually is buck naked. Um, I assume that it has to do like with... Like a buck? Like a deer, like exactly. Like r- running through the, the woods? Yep. <laughs> hey, look at my hooves! <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on with common misused phrases. You know, if, if things are very similar, do you say they're one and the same or one in the same? One in the same. I award you no points, <laughs> and may God have mercy on your soul. It is actually one and the same. So one in the same, when you really sit and think about it, one in the same doesn't mean anything at all. Yeah, you're right. The correct phrase one and the same means that two things are the same. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on with our words are hard. (laughs) All right, Tony, I know you need the occasional pick-me-up. I know you're not a coffee drinker. But if you were, would you be drinking an espresso or an expresso? 
It's an espresso. Yes. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure that uh, those of you at coffee shops have had people order an espresso before, but there is no such drink. The drink you're trying to order, in fact, is an espresso. All right, let's move on with more common misuse phrases. Tony, if you are trying to uh, sort of cut something off at the pass, figure it out before it gets any worse, are you do are you nipping it in the bud or are you nipping it in the butt? The bud, B-U-D. Yes, nipping something in the butt means that you're biting someone's behind. Nipping something <laughs> in the bud means that you're putting an end to it before it has a chance to grow and start. Obviously, it goes... Hey, wow, man. <laughs> All you right. said nipping, man. <laughs> <laughs> and butt. <laughs> but. All right. Uh, moving on with uh, common misused phrases, because today is words are hard. Tony, say you have a vendetta against something. Are you going to extract revenge or are you going to exact revenge? Extract. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Extract. <laughs> I'm going to exact revenge. Yes. Yeah, so when you extract re revenge, so when you extract something, you're taking it out of something else. Therefore, extracting revenge on someone would mean that you're taking out that person's revenge. Exacting revenge onto them means that you are taking your revenge out on them. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> ah, let's see. These next few are more spelling differences, so it makes it hard to... Uh... <sighs> Boy, a lot of... Okay. Well, you know what? I'm just going to spell them out for you because you know what, folks? Words are hard. All right. So say, for instance, that you have... Yeah, there is no doubt that you are going to be the winner of the presidency, Tony. Are you a shoe-in, S-H-O-E, or are you a shoe-in, S-H-O-O? S-H-O-E. Because is it, but if S-H-O-O is shoe, like, go away, shoe fly, but, you know? <laughs> and, like, if you're thinking a shoe-in, it's like you got a foot in the door, right? Uh, you would think you so. You would think that? But okay. actually, your reasoning about the fly is somewhat correct. So it comes from people shoeing horse races so that they run faster. So you're shoeing the horse to make it go faster and therefore shoeing in. Oh. <laughs> All right, moving on with mm. common misused phrases. Again, this is more of a spelling one. Tony, if you are satisfied with... A decision. Do you have peace of mind, P-I-E-C-E, -E, or do you have peace of mind, P-E-A-C-E? P-I-E-C-E. -E. I award you no points. Oh, you're right. And may God have mercy on your soul. Content. Okay. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Peace with P-I-E-C-E -E would mean that there's a portion of your brain that uh, is being used where peace of mind means tranquility and calmness and all that uh, good stuff. And then let's see if I can find a good one to take us out. Yeah, I think this one works. Folks, to close out, words are hard. Shut up, the deep, 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 the deep
Tony, you've woken up in the morning, maybe you haven't eaten the whole night before. Are you experiencing hunger pains or are you experiencing hunger pangs? What the hell's pang? I'm gonna say pains, but it's probably gonna be pang. You get nothing, you lose. It is Good pangs, day, huh? sir. It is pangs. Yeah. So uh, hunger pangs. Pangs. Again, even though it sort of makes sense, you know, you might feel pain when you're hungry. Pangs is actually a medical term referring to the cramps that are caused by hunger. Hmm. So there you go. And folks, that does it for another Wednesday edition of Words Are Hard. So you might learn something when you tune in on Wednesdays. When we come back, we have a topic called F it. I'm out. Don't go anywhere because we're still in. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks, to the fourth and final segment of the first hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Wednesday, November 4th. But don't fret, there's still plenty of show ahead as we head into the second hour. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you'll always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now in this segment, which we've titled F It, I'm Out, obviously today is the day after the election. No winner has been decided. The race is close. And uh, I've heard it multiple times, not only through this election cycle, but back in 2016, where people have said, if Trump wins, I am out of here. I'm moving to a different country, and I'm not looking back. Well, (laughs) most people did not do that. And of course, if that's the case again, most people will still not do it. However, for those of you who do decide to leave the country, well, I pulled up a list of things that you may want to consider if you move abroad. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, you sort of take for granted. So I'm going to run through these. Uh, Tony, have you ever considered um, moving out of country? No. No. Me neither. No. No, the furthest I've ever thought about moving was to Florida. That was it. It's kind it's, of like out of country. Yeah, it's it's on the other side of the country. It is America's it. penis. It's about the length. Yeah. yeah. I, I was I was dreaming Tampa Bay. I still sometimes do. So <laughs> Well, for those of you that are looking to move out of country, um, you know, first one on the list is, you know, it's kind of obvious, but it's worth repeating. People might treat you differently in a new country because of your race or culture or just the fact that you're an American. People don't like Americans as they, much as they used to uh, before. Says, I know, I know, this one may sound obvious, especially if you're a person of color, but all I'm saying is even if several people who are currently living in France, South Korea, Sweden, tell you that all the locals are open-minded and it's super diverse or there's a strong expat immigrant c- community, there's still a high chance you'll run into tons of racist scenarios. Most locals are usually native to that country and have never actually experienced the reality of being an other. In a single year living in Berlin, (laughs) this person's been uh, asked 
where I'm really from more times than uh, they ever have in their whole life in the States. They would have loved a review platform to weed out this nonsense like TripAdvisor, but make it anti-racist. So <laughs> just something to consider. Something else to consider right. if you are uh, leaving the country is you should probably do more to culturally prepare yourself for life in a new country than just downloaded language app. Obviously, you hear if you're traveling to France that uh, they appreciate it if you absolutely you know try speaking the language. If you're just going to be, nope, I'm speaking English, then you get dirty looks. Uh, they say, uh, let's get something straight. I'm no Emily in Paris. I took months of German language classes and signed up for more as soon as I moved here. I also have experience as an immigrant in two different countries, but I'll admit that my American confidence did not help prepare me for the actual difficulties I faced in dealing with German bureaucracy, which the locals themselves have a hard time with. And I'm not sure if there was any way I could have fully prepared for this. What did help was joining as many Facebook groups for expats as I could find and grounding myself in the fact that my spike in anxiety could be attributed to culture shock. And, you know, you, you change cultures, you change countries. There's going to be a little bit of that culture shock. Yeah. Moving on with things to consider if you are leaving the country due to the elections or whatever it may be. We were talking about getting rid of stuff at the top of the show. Well, unless you have extra cash to ship all of your stuff or keep it in storage, you'll likely have to ditch a bunch of your belongings. She said, when I moved abroad, I packed three enormous suitcases with warm clothes, a pack of photos and notes, and a handful of books, and basically sold or tossed everything else. I'm not a minimalist, but the cost of shipping things abroad, usually around $100 for a tiny box or bag, and the subsequent logistical nightmare of shutting all those things, uh, shuttling those things around when I moved between my first few apartments never seemed worth the hassle to me. I did send an old laptop and a large box full of old photos back home to my parents' house, but I did away with everything else. I'll also reiter reiterate one insight I saw repeated in tons of online forums, you'll probably end up purchasing local versions of everything you bring, including clothes and some knickknacks. And then, uh, of course, if you're bringing electronics, you have to consider that their wall plugs are vastly different than what we have here. <clears throat> Tony, have you ever gone to a uh, European country and had to uh, plug something in and then go through the uh, thing of yeah, trying to find um, an adapter? Yeah, when we were in the Bahamas, I mean, it's kind of European, it's not really, but um there is the weird adapter it's the only time i've been out of country uh, except mexico you know mexico but it's pretty the place much we the same that was americanized pretty much you know uh but the one place we stayed in freeport um had the weird plugs and that was a little different so we had to buy like an adapter yeah and finding those adapters might be tough and along those lines if you are leaving the country if you're saying f it i'm out well, you'll spend a lot of your free time in your first year figuring out where to buy all your everyday items. Of course, here in the U.S., we've got grocery stores that make things nice and convenient. But they said one of the least talked about annoyances of moving somewhere new is figuring out where the heck to buy everything you need. I mean, finding food and specific ingredients within a grocery store is hard enough, but I've never wanted, to, wanted a local target more than when I was trying to figure out where to buy a fan or USB stick on short notice. And it's true. I mean, we've got Walmart, we've got Best Buy if you need uh, electronics. And, you know, European countries just aren't built that way. Most countries across right. the world aren't built that way. Well, we're lucky in that sense because you can, like, when you're traveling. Mexico has a Walmart, but 
or at least when I was in Cabo, they did. It was just a very confusing Walmart. But that's just because I was. It's confusing to me because I'm not from there. So, yeah. Cabo. I'm sure for locals, it was just fine. Cabo also has a Costco, which uh, was a nice way to pick up lots of water because you don't want to drink the local water straight from the no. tap there. No, yeah, and that's another confusing. <laughs> it's a confusing Costco too. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, you don't want to deal with the cool. uh, Montezuma's revenge. No. I pooped my pants. <laughs> yeah you don't want the woo-woos well another thing that actually we deal dealt with uh, over the weekend is the time change due to daylight saving time or actually we're going back to standard time but uh obviously time zones are a big thing and they mentioned that uh, you'll probably experience some loneliness because of differing time zones it's true that the evolution of technology these days means that you're never really disconnected from anyone but let's also remember that it's only true if you're in the same time zone, because no matter how connected you are, you can't get through to someone who's, well, asleep. And of course, the further away you are, the bigger the difference in time zones. And so uh, it, it's not easy. No, <laughs> it's not easy. Being greasy. Uh, speaking of uh, F it, I'm out. If you're moving to different countries, obviously the food is different. You may be in for a culinary culture shock. Of course, your palate might take longer to get used to your new country than every other part of you will. She said, I've nev never appreciated the culinary perfection that is peanut butter pretzels, Cool Ranch Doritos, or skinless butter. <laughs> honey butter. mustard and onion popcorn. More than while browsing the sad snack aisles of Berlin. If you stay in the U.S., please chew on some candy corn in my honor. <laughs> we might not get a lot of things right back in the States, but our snack selection is the gold standard. If you disagree, please don't talk to me or my son points to a tub of yogurt-covered pretzels ever again. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's quite different. Uh, and, uh, in fact, there are um, subscription boxes, snack boxes, where each month you can get snacks from different parts of the world. And it's amazing to see some of the, uh, the weird things that, uh, that come across. So, um, And if you're adventurous, it's worth trying. Yes. All right. And uh, finally, if you're saying, F it, I'm out and uh, want to get out of this country because it's just it's too frustrating. It's too anxiety ridden. They say, despite all the aforementioned challenges, you'll probably move anyway. Sometimes our best decisions in life aren't made after logical deliberation, but because they're manifestations of who we are. She spent months making lists after lists of the pros of moving to Berlin. And still, by the time she was set to move, she felt insecure about her decision. The only thing that she was 100% sure of is that she'd regret if she didn't move. So, you know, whether you're moving countries, if you're moving states, uh, you know, if you, if you have a hankering for it and you have the means to do so, yeah, maybe try it and you can always yeah. move back. I want to move to Virginia City and then I want to get some Mandalorian armor and call myself the Marshal. That and just walk around and I want to tip my, my metal cap as I walk down the main street. I, I would not oppose that. It's a, I, I would love it's that. a place out of town. <laughs> <Big> time, <laughs> a long, long time. Well, folks, that does it for the first hour. When we come back, we have our call-in topic of when is it okay to start decorating for Christmas? Hang in there, guys. About seven minutes. Enjoy the news. Use the bathroom, and we'll be back in just a few. Laugh it up, fuzzball. 
I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. my hands of this weirdness. Welcome back, folks, to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, November 4th. We're your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, <laughs> crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how's the construction going? Oh my God, it is the worst. I'm like petrified. I'm thinking, I had so much to do on my break, on this seven minute break, it went like that. Um, normally I make the smoothie, I got time. I wanted to go out, like after seeing what I just saw, I should have moved my car. Like <laughs> I sent Chris uh, and uh, Mike and Lacey a picture of what's going on outside my window. They're, the little thing is like that close to my damn they're vehicle. Close. And they're dropping concrete in this, Big empty tanker out there. It's annoying. <laughs> well, and, and, I, and I'm home all day, so I get to hear it all oh, bleeping day. Well, and you just got your car back from being repaired. It was in the shop for over a month and a brand yeah. new engine. Last thing oh, you need I'm is gonna, body. Work. I'm gonna quote squints forever. Yeah, took a while to get it back, but uh, hopefully yeah. now they... here's the thing because it's paid off. Like now, it's like everything wants to go after it. Like, mm-hmm. of course, when I owed all kinds of money on it, nobody wanted to do anything. You wanted it to get hit, never got hit. You wanted the hailstorm to come by and destroy it. Guess what it did? <laughs> it just skipped it now. It's the force field. That force field's gone, man. Now it's just cray-cray. Oh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Because it's paid I mean, off is why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, because now they're just going to give you, oh, uh, give you post value. Here's a uh, here's check for 10 grand. Here you go. <laughs> And I got bad news for you. It's a Ford, and it's not worth nearly as much as it should be. No, that's why I don't want it to get destroyed. Hubie uh, Halloween does not want it to uh, do not want to go into a car payment. I'm enjoying no car payment. It's nice. I don't blame you at all. Well, folks, this is the interactive portion of the show. This is where we invite you guys to chime in on our topic of the day. Of course, we ask that you call in the day before on the Phoenix line, that number 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. Or you can always chime in on our live video on Facebook.com. That's at Facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Today's topic is when is it okay to start decorating for Christmas? And I, oh, Tony's already decorating. He's got the mistletoe. Any takers, ladies? Me and my imaginary girl right here. That's right. You're going to get some tongue today. Okay, that's not how I kiss. That's not a a weird-ass face I just made. That's a Hubie Halloween kiss right there. Okay. (laughs) I want a Hubie Christmas, man. I want Hubie Christmas time. (laughs) And the reason we're asking this is basically... We just finished up Halloween, um, and we here, you know, me, Jesse, we're huge Halloween fans, but there is a holiday that exists between Halloween and Christmas known as Thanksgiving, 
why not enjoy those fall decorations just a little bit longer before you stick up your Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo and, uh, you know, go into full Christmas mode. It even seems like advertisers right now are jumping the gun. I mean, I, I was seeing Christmas ads in the first week of October. The one that yeah. blew my mind is, I want to say, more furniture for less. In the third week of October was, on now, our Black Friday Christmas sale. It's like, well, that's not Black Friday then. Black Friday yeah. is the day after Thanksgiving, so why call it a Black Friday Christmas sale? It, it, yeah. It, it's, it's the buzzwords, you know. It, it doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, I don't know why they call it Black Friday anymore, because now the sales are instantaneous like today at my work this is a shameless plug if you want to go get some smoking deals on some samsung stuff and there's some other cool stuff download the costco app click the little holiday ad boom today live get your stuff <laughs> well that's if not- i could go today there's one thing like that surround sound that i just got a couple weeks ago that was like around the two to five hundred bucks um that's uh, on sale for 300 now. So that's 200 bucks back in my pocket. But I just, I can't, I'm sick. So right. I can't go infect the masses. So I can't go get my money. I can't go to work. Uh, so here I am uh, <laughs> quarantining and doing radio stuff. Yep. And Black Friday isn't the death sentence that it used to be. You know, you would basically freeze your ass off into all hours of the night uh-huh. uh, on we Thanksgiving. Need to, and... We need to put this down as a topic sometime this month it didn't have to be right now mm. this is dropping a little idea in your head uh we need to do black friday horror stories oh i am so down for that <laughs> oh yeah because i have one and i'm not gonna share it right now but i I've, I've got a few and i have tips and tricks but it is different now because now black friday is just really running uh right now you go to best buy you can go everywhere and yeah, you can just online. get them online and you're just fine yeah but today we're talking christmas decorations when is it okay to start putting up the Christmas decor? And, uh, you know, even though uh, Mike chimed in on the post that I put up yesterday saying that November 1st, I strongly disagree. You know what? Let, let Halloween breathe a little bit. Give us some time for Thanksgiving. Uh, it is... You don't need to jump into Christmas quite yet. You know, we haven't had our first snowfall. I know you have, Tone, but... Uh, oh, ho, 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 buddy. <laughs> it's already melted, but yeah, yeah we we've had it. Yeah, that's so, what brought the that's what brought the damn cold on. Yep. You know, you went from being warm to flipping freezing, back to warm. <laughs> it just messes with you. You get sick, and then everyone thinks you get the damn uh, Rona Rona, which the button's not working. But there you go. Oh, there, there it goes. Well, folks, I ain't, we... got no, I ain't got the Cardi B. No. Well, folks, we are headed into the break. When we get back, it's all about you guys. Let us know when it's okay to start decorating for Christmas. Head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio and let us know. We'll be back in just a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. 
Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, November 4th. We are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we're asking you guys to chime in on the topic of the day, which you can do so over at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just pull up the live video and comment in there. And if you folks are watching, you'll notice a a slight wardrobe change from our co-host, Tony. Uh, He's already decorating his body for Christmas. He's got his mistletoe and he's got an awesome ugly sweater. I, I love that sweater tone. It's terrible. It's like the worst sweater I own. Legit. <laughs> At least is it comfortable? Yeah, yeah. It fits well, man. You know, you lose you lose a couple of pounds and, uh, you know, when the bubblies uh, quit getting or the jobblies get less jiggly, man, they fit just nice. A <laughs> so. little, little less of a uh, bowl full of jelly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but folks, our topic today is when is it okay to start decorating for Christmas? My contention is not the day after Halloween. I'd say at least wait two weeks, you know, maybe, maybe you know, right after uh, Thanksgiving. If you're not waiting in line for Black Friday deals, most people have that Friday off, start decorating then. But that's me. We're talking about you guys. For instance, we did have a caller. In fact, you'll recognize this voice. What's up, fellas? This is Tim. Uh, I just saw your topic for the uh, Wednesdays call-in, so I wanted to put my two cents in there about when is it okay to start decorating for Christmas. Now, usually I'm a pretty strict December 1st kind of guy. I think one time we've done it the weekend after Thanksgiving. I guess it's kind of like this Thanksgiving. isn't like on the 28th, so yeah, that makes sense. But this year, man, I don't know. This year's been sucky. Um couple weeks ago, I live in Montana, a couple weeks ago, we got record amount of snow. I think it's about 13 inches in one yeah, day. And then the next day, it was negative 10 degrees. So I looked at my wife, and I was like, you know what? I don't care. It looks like Christmas. Let's, let's do it early. So I think we're planning on doing it a little early this year, possibly this coming weekend. I don't know. Now, most of the snow is melted away. There's still some here and there. But it's chilly still, so it feels like Christmas. So this year might be just a little different than usual. All right, guys. Have a good one. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> oh, Bye, Tim. Yeah. Always love when Tim can chime in. And, folks, if you uh, can't get enough of Tim's voice, he has a brand-new show on our network on Phoenix Media called Be Kind Rewind. It is today at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And he talks all things nostalgic, uh, you know, growing up a kid of the 80s just like Tony and I. So uh, well worth checking out. It's shameless blood time. Yep. <laughs> Give him a little shameless plug, but... Uh, you know, I tend to agree. You know, again, after Thanksgiving, December 1st is ideally when it should be. Now, this year's been a little bit weird. And if you need that injection of joy that Christmas brings, it's okay to do it a little bit early. But I still contend not the day after Halloween. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's going to sound bad. So I'm festive, right? I had Mr. Hanky. I got the little jingle bell thing that's just sitting there in my pin in my pen cup holder it's been there forever and i'm got the christmas sweater for gags and and all that um i just i don't know i i used to love christmas a lot as a young as a young guy young kid loved it always was a blast um but when i was married i hated it actually i I learned to i did not like christmas interesting any reason why reason reason why is is because every time i wanted to 
you know, get stuff or decorate or, or like get gifts. And we start talking, it was always, no, we're on a budget. We can't do that. And, and it was, everything was always, no, it's like, well, what can I, what do you, what can I get you for Christmas? No, you can't spend nothing for Christmas. And, and I go, well, do I get anything? Cause I used to love getting gifts. Now right, I don't right. care if I get a gift now I'm used to it. But at the time it took away, it really killed a lot of that. And I kind of thought if I had kids again, it would spark it. Now I don't mind it. You know, I, it's not my favorite holiday. I love Halloween. I, Halloween's more my jam, mm-hmm. but Christmas time is, it is fun. It, the, the, the Christmas lights are pretty and all that stuff. Um, I think with 2020 being a suck face year, just a suck butt year, not suck face, but <laughs> just a suck butt, suck ass year. The opposite of a suck a, face year. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it just is awful. Like, why not? Like, this is the year. Like, you want to do it up, do it up. Now, my only thing is, is if you, this has got to be miserable if you're a kid. Like, if you, you know, because if you put yourself back as little Christian and, and I'm little Tony, Dude, when you knew it was like Thanksgiving was over and it was getting Christmas time, those like 25, 30 days to get to the day, just depending on when you set it up, went forever. Like oh, those yeah. days dragged. You were like, oh my God, is Christmas ever going to get here? Mm. Like you still had to go to school. You started, you had that anxiety and angst that, oh, was I right. good enough? Am I going to get stuff? Headed toward Christmas um, break. Is this big guy going to bring me some good stuff? Yeah. And, you know? But it took forever. Now, as an adult, you're kind of like, oh, man, it's uh, he. <laughs> it's Christmas it's, uh, Eve and you're uh, out uh, yeah. at Walgreens trying to find the uh, right gift for your uh, significant other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I think I I don't mind it. You know, it seems to happen earlier and earlier. I was always more of a like Thanksgiving days. Once Thanksgiving went down, then it like went up. That's kind of the thing we'd always did. But mm-hmm. I don't judge anybody. I mean you want to put it up put it up like for mike it makes sense because you if you get some good warm weather it's the best time to get the lights up because you have you have no snow like especially in nebraska Mm. that stuff comes down you get them ice storms you get the ice then it's like oh crap who wants to put up christmas lights when it's frigid right so so I like the idea of taking advantage of why it's warm. So I definitely see where that came from. Right. Um, or you could put the lights up. Just don't turn them on yet. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and but don't get yeah, me- you definitely prep it. But yeah. uh, you want it to shine. I mean, it's, you know. Yeah, and don't bring get... that spirit early. Baby. Exactly. Don't get me wrong. I love Christmas time. My, my birthday is December 20th. It's five days away from Christmas. I'm a Christmas baby. But it, there's a time and place for it. And, you know, once you get into it, as soon as Thanksgiving passes, you know, the music, the smells, the, the feeling of Christmas is, is wonderful. Don't rush it. Enjoy it while you have it for those 30 days between Thanksgiving and actual Christmas Day and make the most of it then. And that, that's, you know, sort of what I'm thinking. Now, uh, Tony, has anybody chimed in uh, on your end? Um. No, I got a thanks, but that was for a different text. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, I do not. I have no participation today for Hubie Thanksgiving, Hubie Christmas. <laughs> well, and 
as I mentioned before, Facebook is still acting weird. So our, our viewers are I down got because... The go- I kind of got the cold chill sweats going on in this thing. Do you really? I Staying yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> well, with a few minutes left in the segment, wanted to run down some tips to avoid holiday decorating disasters when it's time. For instance, tree buying 101. Before buying a live Christmas tree, conduct a three-part stress test. Recommend Stacy. Pelosi, a spokesperson for the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. A fresh yeah, tree- Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> I'm friends with Stacy. She's the tree lady. <laughs> I'm f- the politician. A fresh tree has needles that resist being pulled off and do not snap when bent, a trunk bottom that's sticky with resin, and strong limbs that will drop just a few needles if shaken. So, uh, so, so you're saying don't buy a tree with the sticky wood, right? You want to um, avoid the you want to avoid the sticky wood. No, you want one of, with of sticky the, wood. Oh, you want the stickier the better. Yes, yes. You know, just in life, the, the stickier the gooier. Oh, <laughs> uh, with some other t- talking tree sap, kids. Tree sap. Yeah. Get your mind out of the gutter. Tree right. Sap. More tips to avoid holiday decorating disasters. Christmas trees can't take the heat, so don't position a live Christmas tree next to a fireplace, heating ducts, or radiators, nor place them where they block doorways or high-traffic areas. Remember that artificial trees, even if they have a fire-resistant label, can still go up in flames, too. So uh, that seems more common sense than anything, right? Right. Well, and I got to say another thing, too. Like if you're going to buy a Christmas tree, a lot of people do this at uh, like, well, I don't know if we're going to get to this year because of the wildfires in Oregon and everything. But Costco typically has really great prices on some fresh cut Christmas trees. You know, it's like 49 bucks. You get like the big noble furs. They're awesome. Uh, But the problem is, is, you know, these, you know, the members, they buy them like right away and all that stuff. And they, but then they don't water them or they don't maintain them. It's like, you know, maybe just wait a week or right. two to get a fresh cut tree. Well, the closer you get to Christmas Day, it's gonna you gotta water. You gotta really make sure you take care of it so that way it stays fresh. But to be fair with Costco's liberal return policy, I assume they could return a dead tree and exchange it for a live one uh, two weeks before Christmas, yes, but right? Please don't do it. <laughs> but yeah, you can. Don't do it though. That's Tony's PSA for the day. Uh, more? No, they're a nightmare, man. People bring them in and they're. Like the needles get all over the warehouse. It's a nightmare. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. Now, we go with the artificial tree just because it's easier. It's pre-lit. And uh, while you don't get that smell of a fresh cut oh, tree. I love the smell, though, man. Oh, I do, too. It's We're going to have to add, like, when we get to December, Christmas tree tradition. Something like yeah. that. I liked I liked your theme of October on the, on the show where we always had something kind of building towards Halloween. Well, mm-hmm. now we got to kind of build towards maybe a Black Friday Thanksgiving going into Christmas. I, I like the theme stuff and probably won't be the last time I wear this ridiculous sweater on the show. <laughs> and we'll definitely do more Thanksgiving day themed call-in topics. Yeah. But yeah. To be fair, there aren't enough topics to satisfy the entire month. So we're going to spread it out a little bit. But I think Christmas, once we get into December, there certainly will be. Now, speaking of uh, the next day's topics, tomorrow isn't a call-in topic, rather a call-in contest. We're doing another edition of Rank It With Tony, where it pits me against one of you guys, the caller. And of course, you have a chance to win a fabulous prize. But in order to qualify to be... And it's, hint, it's not this bitchin' sweater, just so you know. Uh, It might be. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, In any case... You don't want it after uh, me being sick. You just don't want it. Oh, good point. Or do you? In order to qualify to participate in the contest, 
to win such prizes, head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, go to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and in that page is a little form, quick and easy to fill out. Go ahead and fill it out, and you are entered in a chance to play the contest for some wonderful prizes. So uh, go ahead and do that. And I love Rank It. Oh, I love Rank It. It's so much fun. It is so much fun. Christian doesn't know what I'm going to throw at. I don't even know what I'm going to throw at you tomorrow. No. And it definitely keeps me on my toes. Well, folks, that does it for our topic today of when it's okay to start decorating for Christmas. Head over to phoenixmedia.us and the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Fill out that contest form because we've got Rank It tomorrow. Don't go anywhere. Up next is Be Prepared. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back to the show. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, November 4th. Now we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you want to let us know when it's okay to start decorating for Christmas, or you want to call in on our next day's call-in topic. Now, tomorrow is a contest, so uh, don't call in for the contest. You have to head over to our phoenixmedia.us Christian Phoenix radio show page and fill out the contest uh, form there. However... You can chime in on anything whatsoever. We will put those together, put them out in a future show. If you want to do so, the Phoenix line is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. Now, speaking of entertaining... Earlier in the show, we were talking about uh, the elections. Obviously, we're here the day after the elections. Nothing has been decided yet. Everybody's a little on edge. And uh, we did a topic earlier about F it. I'm out for the people who say, ah, if Trump wins, I'm moving to a different country. Well, this one is for if Trump wins and people take to the streets and start rioting. We're telling you to be prepared. Of course, the Boy Scout motto of be prepared. Well, uh, we are covering six odd things that doomsday preppers stockpile. That actually makes sense. So if you have to bunker down and uh, protect your family for a certain period of time, given the results of what happens, here's some things to consider, including in your bomb shelter, your bunker, your compound, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that uh, it's always good to be prepared. Uh, Tony, do you have a escape plan? Do you have a plan if things go south of uh, what you're going to do? Maybe the zombie apocalypse hits. Hell, it's 2020. You never know. Oh, you're still on mute, Tone. So, uh, there no, you are. I don't. That would explain why when I was chiming, there was no reaction. Uh, I always mute when we go to break, obviously. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't even really have a much of an escape plan when the big fire was just 15 miles from here. I kind of thought about like, okay, well, what would I grab? You know, what do you leave behind? Obviously, you can only take so much with you. Um, but no, I mean, I don't even own a gun. So no, I'm screwed. <laughs> well, it might be yeah. worth uh, 
putting together what's called a bug out bag, basically a backpack that's full of just the necessities you need in case you got to get out of there quick and, uh, you know, maybe try and survive for a couple days on your own. Yeah. No, that, <laughs> that would be, uh, oof. yeah, it'd be nice to have something like that, but I don't have anything prepped. So that's okay. That's all right. So here's some things to consider inputting in your bug out bag. Six odd things. Doomsday prepper stockpile that actually makes sense. For instance, number six, non-lubricated condoms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Survivalists come in all shapes and sizes, including a subset that appears to believe that birthing a large army is an important step in securing their rightful place in the barren wastelands of tomorrow. However, a few unintentional similarities to the quiverful movement doesn't mean that preppers can't still care about safe sex. Hunting, canning, and digging your own latrines does nothing to make the threat of an STD less real. After all, gonorrhea and genital warts are going to be a whole lot harder to treat without reliable access to medical care. And there must be at least a few survivalists out there rational, uh, rational enough not to want to endure the horrors of pre-modern pregnancy and birth unless absolutely necessary, as we learned in The Walking Dead. Why it's not so crazy? Well, actually, the reason non-lubricated condoms are such a hot com commodity has very little to do with protecting your nethers from disease and baby seeds and way more to do with surviving actual life or death scenarios. Sorry to get all those visions of doomsday prepper sex dancing in your head for no reason. The survivalist hard-on uh, for prophylactics untouched by chemical pleasure enhancers is the result of drilling deep into the magical properties of our latex friends. According to their research, these flexible, durable, waterproof wonders will be as much of a deciding factor in your dystopian longevity as fire and can openers. So just think about it. You know, you can fill it with a huge amount of water if you need to. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that you have to consider as a survival tool. Yeah, if you have to. So that makes sense. You definitely want to go with a non-lubricated because you don't, you don't want all that uh, slime slime on No. <laughs> and non-flavored. <laughs> 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 Emphasis yeah, on you the goo. Want any of that. No. <laughs> Uh, other things to consider when uh, being prepared for the inevitable. Uh, dog gear. If I am legend, dog stars, the flame and the flood, and other media are to be believed, canine companions will be staples in our post-apocalyptic lifestyles. Dog preppers are no strangers to this mentality, providing a wealth of guides for picking the appropriate pooch to, to add to your survival team. But should we really base our uh, future survival strategies on these works of fiction just because lovable pups tug at our heartstrings? It's much more likely that dogs will be a drain on human resources in the apocalypse, or simply they'll eat us all. Or they'll infect us with rabies, a plague all too common and frightening in developing countries like Bali, even without the added complications of a global catastrophe. Why it's not so crazy? Hate to break it to you, but your dog probably has a better chance of making it through a total societal collapse than you do. A quick internet search of dog survives lists everything from drowning to being shot from bear attacks to war. Whereas the closest thing you'll come to in survival disaster is getting your wisdom teeth pulled. And even then, it was only with the help of a cadre of trained medical professionals or a carton of the strongest painkillers on earth so uh yeah dogs are probably better off without us in the post-apocalyptic times but if you have to have one just know that you have to care for them yeah well 
You definitely, it'd be great to have. But based on movies, they typically don't survive too long. No. They make it a little while, but no, no, they uh, and, yeah, they're low on the totem pole when it comes to uh, horror yeah, movies. Well, you deaths. think about it on Walking Dead too. I mean, only Daryl was the only one that had a dog. Yep. Um, but I think the same could be said though too. If you had a baby, that'd be really hard. You know, oh, I, I couldn't like, imagine trying to to deal with that. No, it's, they make it look so easy on Walking Dead, right? But no, <laughs> they all grow up. Jeez. All right, uh, moving on with our list of odd things that doomsday preppers stockpile. That actually makes sense. Booze. Of course, that makes sense in many situations, but people who carefully and painstakingly prepare for mass extinction don't exactly seem like the type of people who plan great parties, at least with those vast collections of guns, ammo, and other terrifying armaments. We would certainly hope not. Then again, I suppose everyone will need to drink uh, need a drink or ten to get through the inevitable horrors of forever navigating the what's for dinner question without seamless or, you know, realizing that your urban dwelling family members will probably never arise from the blasted pit of rubble where their apartments once stood. Why it's not so rebel, crazy. Rebel. <laughs> While it's given that at least some of it will be consumed in the name of keeping the proverbial party going, there are a lot more important reasons that alcohol is going to be nearly essential to living after modern conveniences has sunk deep into the underworld, spanning deserts and dust clouds that will inevitably plague our future. The stories of alcoholic beverages historically being safer to drink than unfermented ones are apocalyptic. Uh, Apocryphal at best. I don't know what that word is. However, as any 17th century sailor would tell you, the addition of some spirits to potable water that's being sit, been sitting around for too long will make it much more palatable. Liquor distillation was originally invented in part for medical purposes, and alcohol can be used as a solvent to dissolve medicinal herbs and also to knock out patients during good old-fashioned fallout shelter surgery. High-proof alcohol can be used as an antiseptic, and it does a great job of cleaning wounds and preventing infection. So regardless of the inebriation effects that you deal with with alcohol, there are some good medical effects with uh, being prepared in that case. Yeah, it's always good to be prepared, especially when it comes to water. That you, that you need more than pretty much anything. Well, obviously in food. But. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, in being prepared, just in case things go south really quick, epinephrine. Not everyone who stocks up on medical supplies is an addict. There are forums and articles throughout the online prepper universe that go into sometimes scary detail about how to procure everything from antibiotics to morphine, because surely it's more likely your patients will die from what's ailing them from, than from misused pharmaceuticals. Some survivalists really do want the return to the good old days of saw blades, whiskey sedatives, and mouth rags as medical care. Others are more pragmatic, preferring to face the end of the world with the shreds of dignity provided by modern sterilization and pain relief. Well, why pain, uh, epinephrine isn't so crazy? DIY home surgeons will be excited to know epinephrine can actually be used with lidocaine, a numbing agent, to restrict blood vessels for faster wound repair. When sanitization resources become limited, the speed with which a wound can heal will have a dramatic impact on survival rates. The longer a wound stays open and bloody, the more likely you are to get infections. Infections have historically been some of the most deadly and difficult to treat medical conditions, and even today they are not always easily survivable. So, folks, just a few things to consider uh, if things go south, if you have to... Uh, 
you know, put that bug out bag together. If you need to create a, uh, a, a bunker or something to survive uh, a civil bunker, war bunker. or a zombie apocalypse and uh, the bunker. Know, just a few things to consider. But folks, that does it for Be Prepared. When we come back, we're headed be to prepared. Yeah, be prepared. Headed to the final segment of the show. Yes, it's time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Radio. Now back to the show. And welcome back, folks, to the fourth and final segment of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, November 4th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Was that a yes? That was a... (laughs) Yes! All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> While you're there, be sure to subscribe. I muted it because it kept going, and I don't know if I was going to drop the F-box, so I just muted it real quick. Better safe than sorry. I was trying to find a different yes, you know. I didn't expect it to go, yes! <laughs> but you're safe nonetheless. <laughs> it's yes! The- the joys of live radio. We are safe from Stay Puff. But folks, while you are there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. And we care about you guys so much, which is why we do the same thing each and every day to close out the show. We drop a little knowledge, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right, uh, let's kick off this day in history. Today in 1429, Joan of Arc and Charles de Albret liberate the heavily fortified town of Saint Pierre le Motier after a siege. And uh, I think uh, she celebrated with some he- heavy metal music, right? Excellent. Right. Liberate your mind. Liberate your mind. Liberate your mind. <laughs> no, actually, she went uh, for some jazzercise. If uh, <laughs> oh, Bill and yeah. Ted's excellent adventure Bill and Ted taught us everything or anything, right? <laughs> exactly. Moving on this day in 1783, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart's Symphony Number no. 36 premieres in Linz, Austria. Tony, was Number no. 36 your favorite of all the symphonies from Mozart? It was. It was the sweetest of symphonies. You know what's funny is if you if your name would have ended up being Wolfgang, this would be the wolf. Uh-oh. We got a frozen Tony. No. No, he's back now. There he is. All right. What would this show have been called? The whoop? Oh, okay. Uh-oh. That's weird. Anyways. Dealing with connections, connection issues. Again. Yeah. It's saying your internet connection is unusable. Well, what Tony. the hell? They are doing construction around here, so you, this is at the end. You need to get Xfinity on the phone right now. Find out what right the hell is second. going on. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It could be the uh, construction out there. Could be. Well, this day in 1854, the lighthouse is built on Alcatraz Island, which, as we all know, is where Nicolas Cage thwarted the deadly disease from being shot into San Francisco. And so uh, without that, that lighthouse, who knows what would have happened? Sean Connery. That's right. Oh, Do you know that during The Rock, Sean Connery, uh, um, he he had an argument with Disney. They weren't going to pay Michael Bay to finish the film or something, and he threatened something like, well, if you don't give him the money to finish this film, then I'm not doing it anymore. Really? Or like, yeah, he kind of put an ultimatum, so Disney had to fork out the money to finish out the effects, so that way Michael Bay could finish out The Rock. Way to so, go, Sean Connery. Yeah. He went putting up with Mickey Mouse's crap that day. <laughs> oh, boy. John Connery really put me in place. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on this day in 1922, Howard Carter discovers the tomb of Tutankhamun in Egypt. I wonder if he unleashed any plagues upon the world, if he, uh, he brought upon the mummy into our world and, and you know, uh, all the, the crazy things that happened with that. <laughs> all right. Yeah, don't mess with the tombs, man. Seen enough of those movies. Just don't mess with them. Yeah, probably not a good idea. But the guy had a no. killer top hat, so, yeah, all is forgiven. Really did. This really day in 1924, did. California legalizes professional boxing. California! Apparently. No, Jimmy! Not California. <laughs> the wizard? California! Yeah, good job. <laughs> Apparently it had been illegal for the 10 years prior, and they brought it back, but uh, you don't see many boxing, professional boxing matches these days coming out of California. You know, it's, it's mostly here in Nevada and, and Las Vegas. Yeah, um, that's, that's it. You see it sometimes in New York at Madison Square Garden every once in a while, but it's typically MGM or, or Madison Square. Yep. Yeah. Moving on this day in 1924, Stanley Baldwin becomes prime, uh, Britain's prime minister for the second time after a landslide victory over Ramsey McDonald's Labor Party. No word from his brothers Alec, Stephen, Groucho, Harpo, Zeppo. Zeppo, no. Stanley he's Baldwin probably... is one of the Baldwin brothers, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he definitely is. He's, up, he's currently putting up his Christmas tree during the show right now. There you now. go. This day in 1928, American gangster Arnold Rothstein is shot nah. at a business meeting for reputedly refusing to pay gambling debts, dies on the 6th of November, which is in a couple days. Um, Rothstein, interesting name for a gangster. You know, you, you typically think... I'm well, Rothstein, see? I'll never pay my gambling debts. You'll never catch me alive. I'll see you on November 6th, you son of a biscuit-eating bulldog. Yeah! <laughs> This day in 1929, Richard E. Byrd, Lawrence McKinley Gould, and their polar expedition team begin a two-and-a-half-month, 1,500-mile dog sledge journey into Queen Maud Mountains, the first exploration of the interior of the Antarctica. Uh, no thanks. You won't find me there. I would not no. want to be the first to go out into the middle of a frozen tundra. Just not my cup nope. of tea. But the guy that did it was Dickie Bird. Dick E. Bird, a.k.a. Richard E. Bird. Do the Dickie Bird, going through the wilderness with a bunch of dogs. Dickie Bird. Of course, Tony would pick up on that. Shh. Moosh, moosh. <laughs> this day in 1948, American-born British poet T.S. Eliot wins the Nobel Prize for Literature. Um, name sounds familiar. I can't tell you what he actually wrote, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can tell you T.S. Quint proposed to Brandy Svenning when Jaws popped out. 
Uh, of course, we get more Frozen Tony because of the construction. Yeah. Uh, this day in 1948, mute American humorist Will Rogers commemorated by the U.S. Postage Service on three-cent stamps. And uh, I don't know if that happened back in the 1940s, but now you can only end up on a stamp if you are dead. I don't know if he was dead at that point, but uh, he was commemorated nonetheless. Mm. This day in 1959, Ernie Banks, Cubs shortstop, wins the second consecutive National League MVP, another fantastic baseball player for his time. Yes, and he was not related to Philip or Carlton Banks, but he's a hell of a ball player. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> uh, let's see. What can we round out this day in history with? I'm looking for something that's a, uh, you know, just a little nugget of, of fun. Here we go. This day in 1996, British girls group The Spice Girls released their debut album, Spice, Goes on to sell 23 million copies. Hey, if you Spice want. Spice up your life! And you know what? If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Yeah, so. A lot of young what? boys you... were uh, on that train, I'm sure. Oh, no! Tony, I don't know what's happening. You're Great freezing. frozen. Can you still hear me at least? Now we can hear you. We couldn't Oh, jeez. I don't know what the hell. I'm glad it's at the end of this segment, but. The end of the show, for but, that matter. Yeah, no, great. Oh, freezing again. I have no idea what's going on. But while Tony is frozen, we'll go into some of the holidays for today. Holidays! Today is International Stress Awareness Day, which we need more than ever, given uh, the results or the lack of results from the elections. It is King Tut Day, as we talked about a little bit earlier in this day in history. It's National Candy Day. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You would think Halloween would be National Candy Day. It is National Chicken Lady Day. Again, I don't know why it has to be Chicken Lady Day. Chicken Lady. And who is the Chicken Lady? Who knows? I don't know. It is National Easy Bake Oven Day. Damn, Skippy, if you don't have a real oven, Easy Bake Oven's the way to go. Yep. Perfect for undercooked treats. Uh, today yes. is National Eating Healthy Day. Okay, that makes nah, a little more sense. Following I'm gonna Halloween. eat like I'm gonna eat like crap. Here's one that's uh, sort of interesting. Today is National Skeptics Day. Wasn't that yesterday? Yeah, well, that's today. I'm. Uh, I I don't think we'll have a winner announced today. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they were so skeptical they decided to uh, move it uh, to another day as well. Yeah, maybe. It is National Use Your Common Sense Day. That should be every day. And then finally. Always. It is National Waiting for the Barbarians Day, which uh, actually makes a whole lot of sense given the fact that uh, things could explode into chaos at any time. Folks, that does it for today's show. Tomorrow when we come back, it is Florida Man. Yes, we explore America's penis and the strange things that happen down there. Folks, have a wonderful Wednesday. We will see you tomorrow, even though Tony will hopefully not be frozen. Have a good one, everyone. <laughs>